0: This is The Living Temple, a podcast produced by Red Church for people who want to follow Christ in real life. So, we know the hold something has on our heart, because our heart is like the seat of our will and our feelings, when we're willing to give it back to God.
1: Okay, welcome back. How are you, Mark?
0: I'm very good.
1: And Daniel over there? Excellent. Yeah, good. Um,
0: he did just, if you listen to, like, we've got to talk about the cane toad purse.
1: Oh, yes. Um, so last week we talked about uh, the cane toad infestation of Queensland in yes. what decade was it?
0: Well, it's still happening.
1: Okay. The ongoing uh, cane toad yeah. drama of Queensland, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Daniel, of course, is Googling away over mm. there. Um, and he found this really horrendous image of a cane toad that was turned into a purse. Mm. Um, so you know what? If you want to be horrified yeah. and Google feel it. yeah, uncomfortable, you Google cane toad purse and see what mm. happens. It's, uh, what if they become fashionable again? Again.
0: <laughs> Again. When, when was cane toad, cane toad purses ever fashionable? Yeah. In the 60s, <laughs> In the 60s definitely not.
1: No. Um, so cane toads aside, uh, we were talking about being planted by streams of living water and what it looks yeah. like to have a flourishing life um, and be a person of peace and... Yeah, uh, what a challenge that is. I had a little experience um, last night actually where I became quite indignant and frustrated with some things that were happening and felt so personally wronged. Mm. I was like, just got to get out. And so I went for Mm. a walk and I was like, what's going on with this? Like, I'm just really, really frustrated and angry and actually called my mum. Um, who I often chat to about stuff. And I was like, "Um, just got to vent with you about this stuff. And Mm. she's like, you know, have you thought about maybe asking God about why that is and handing that over to him? Why are you reacting this way? And I, yeah, realized that I wasn't submitting this situation Mm. and my emotions and my responses to him. Mm. And, I guess even before we started recording this episode, we were talking about this concept of repentance. And Mm. I felt very strongly just in that moment that I need to repent of that really Mm. selfish um, perception of me having certain entitlements in this particular situation. And um, yeah, what a really challenging uh, idea that is and how important it is for us to, to come to God Mm. um, being humble Yeah. And submitting all of our lives to him, mm. not just the parts that we think he's supposed to be involved in.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see, you see, and this is where we see in the Old Testament, this process, particularly like in the book of Kings, mm. you know, where you have Israel's temples and high places, the holy places meant mm. to be for God, are filled with idols and asterisk poles and all this stuff. And then these renewers come in, these people like, you know, Josiah who come in and renew, try and renew the land mm-hmm. and they get rid of the idols. And so there's this, when we see our lives as temples, that process of renewing temples and removing the idols then applies mm. to our lives. Yes. And because, again, we live in an earth story around us where <laughs> it's just like, hey, your, your feelings, and it's, it's an individual story yes. where yeah. the model of the temple is you're, you're the one on the throne. Is that being a Christian today in the West is taking yourself off the throne?
1: Yeah, well, and that that was what needed to happen that's in what that it situation.
0: And it, but that sounds so much easier said than done. Yeah, because. You know, you're told your feelings are right. Your mm. gut instinct, go with your gut instinct. Like you feel wrong. like And increasingly, we just keep enshrining that and enshrining that yeah. where Human feelings are like become the new Magna Carta, the great law of our mm. land or something. And there's this sense where I, I, I've had a similar experience. i never forget this one moment where I, I felt so similar, where I just felt something happened. It was so unjust. And yeah. I remember God saying to me clearly, you've got to submit your justice to my justice. And I was like, oh, my uh, goodness. I presume those two were synonymous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm upset about something, God must be. And he's like, no, I, no. Have, I have a higher justice than you. And just because you feel something's unjust, I choose what justice is. And I was like, wow, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, wow, that's... Um, so you can imagine like, again look at this model our lives are a system our lives are a temple there are idols in there mm. that often are on the throne and maybe like God's on the throne but we're placing the idols next to God yeah. um, and so often when we're pushing into God more and this, this this podcast is aimed at people who want to push in more and go mm. deeper there's a process that God will take you on that will feel uncomfortable and possibly painful not yeah. possibly. It's going to feel painful. Yeah. It's just softening. Hey,
1: I'm already feeling it and I'm on the podcast. So, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, where basically it's like cleaning house, cleaning yeah. out the temple. And just think of Jesus. What does Jesus do when he encounters the temple? He comes in and turns over the tables because mm. the temple has become a house of exchange. It's a house of money. It's yeah. not why. It's like, this is his father's house where the yeah. presence is meant to be and he's taking out the people making money off it and they've turned yeah. it into this religious consumer exercise. Um, so first of all, when we look at bringing our systems into a flourishing systems, we need to see the things that are in our, to go back to that metaphor, there's things in our, well, I'll use the temple. thing. There's things on the, the throne mm. where only God can be. So a temple is about worshiping God in his fullness and with all our hearts and all our minds and realizing there's other things on that. Mm -hmm. So some of the reasons that there's other things on that, if we go back to the the systems analogy, is that we have inputs which are not holy. Yeah. We have inputs which are not holy. There are things which we are letting into our lives, which we think are, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and maybe even see that some of them seem benign mm. but actually are not pushing us into a deeper appreciation mm-hmm. so there's going to be you know several things one is going to be things which are completely wrong we know they're wrong yeah there's going to be stuff which is um, seemingly okay which is a distraction yeah so, the way that we then determine what those things, the health of those things, mm. there's some like strata, there's people like hearing this guy, I'm doing that, I'm gonna stop that. Yeah. Um, so, that's like obvious. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. there's ones you're not sure. Yeah. So, how do you go about that? Now, the yes, other how thing. do you? <laughs> how do you go about it? Now, the other thing in a temple is an altar. Yes. And an altar, things would be put on the altar in a sense to give them to God. The people of mm. God would sacrifice things by putting them on the altar. Okay? So, there's this process which if you've been a disciple for a while, and I've had to do this, but some people may have never had to do done this, where well, you've got to put something which may feel right and good on the altar. Yeah. And God, I'm willing to, for you to take it And it's almost like when King Solomon had those two mothers fighting over their child and he said that Mm -hmm. thing like, well, give me the child and I'll chop it in half and you have a bit each. And the person who really was the mother said, okay, I'm willing to let it go because I love it so much. So we know the hold something has on our heart because our heart is like the seat of our will and our feelings Mm. when we're willing to give it back to God and not let us own it.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that is why it's so difficult. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so this is where we, we... What you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast mm. is this concept that, first of all, you know, we have to remove our idols. Um, and we've got to get his idols out of the way for his presence to fully dwell. Yeah. Um, and just, just a side point then before we get into, like, repentance. But his presence... Is in a sense like a two-edged sword. Yeah. To someone who's truly humble, who has nothing on the altar, it's going to come like a, a clean wind that will revigorate and rejuvenate and and bring life. Mm. If there's things on the idol, it also comes as judgment. So blessing yeah. and judgment are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, okay. So if there are things on in, in our flesh, yeah. if there's idols on the altar of our heart, yes. the presence actually is going to come against that. Yeah, okay. So when we pray for his presence to come into our lives,
1: yeah,
0: it can also come and say, I'm coming. I want all of you. Mm. But I'm going to come against the parts of you which is resisting me. So yes. it's this bizarre thing where like, God, come into my life. Oh, hang on, I just feel pain. Yeah,
1: This
0: doesn't feel right. And when, yeah. when we live in a therapeutic um, thing where... It's actually what, you know, like a therapy culture where your feelings are sacrosanct and it's all about good feelings. When you push into God, sometimes you can get hit by that presence coming.
1: Yeah. And
0: in a sense, it's judgment. Like, Yeah. I want you, so you can't have that in your life. And yeah. it's like a surgeon cutting out a tumor. Wow,
1: well, this is really interesting. I'm just thinking about. So, last episode, I talked about not having had a home for a year and having learnt a lot of things about myself as a part of that. But now having a home, I'm actually being challenged on a whole bunch of other stuff that yes. I was holding um, as idols yeah. in my heart. Yeah. And I'm just realising that right now, which is just really <laughs> great. <laughs>
0: because because you see it as, our it's home. So we have often these present issues for us. Yes. But he's like, it's not home, it's Liddy. Yeah. It's Liddy's heart. Yeah. Yes, I do want to give you home. Yeah. But I want your heart.
1: Uh... And I want to come and
0: dwell. Because that's the other side of it. Yeah. We're looking for home. Yes. And Pete Gregg said this to me. And I was just like, oh, I had this conversation with him belting along the freeway in England. And he just said, <laughs> the story of the Bible can be seen as God coming home into us. And the story of god's presence coming to find home again in us so if we've, if we've we talked about a couple of episodes ago the flight from god what mm. Miss max picard called to the modern age is the flight from god but then there's this return to us yeah. there's that incredible francis thompson uh, poem um, and he was this opium addict and he about God pursuing him and mm. it's called the hound of heaven and it's the image of God like a hound chasing him through all these alleyways wow. and you can feel it's like the baited breath on his neck oh. so there's times where it's going to feel like a hound is chasing you down yeah. and this sense that because he wants to find home in you so this is more a bigger story than us trying to find our place in the world he's trying to return to his dwelling place of his presence and kind of glory within you Yeah, which is the Irenaeus quote. You know, uh, uh, the glory of God is a a human fully alive. Mm. You know, so this is why confession, like you know, James says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing, not because we're laughing. You just see this is like,
1: um, yeah, hitting home. Yeah, in a a good way. In a in a good way, but. uh, hurting way but a good way
0: Paul said worldly sorrow which lacks repentance results in spiritual death (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't laugh Uh, Liddy Liddy has a head in her hands here it's good um so this this sense that repentance like there's times where we feel like this sorrow and the sorrow of a culture which pushes this into our systems not working. And God will allow our systems to go bad at times to actually bring us to health. And the way to health is through repentance. Um, a really fascinating little book by Basilius Schink is called Repentance. And Basilius Schink was a Christian in World War II. Schlink was a... Lutheran nun hmm. and she was involved in youth ministry and at this point what had happened was Germany um, had obviously attacked other countries but now other countries were pouring into her and from Sorry, the west what years was this This what is year? like the last day this is 1945 the okay. very end of World War Two. Yeah, and so the Russians are coming into Germany okay now. and where she was her city was just absolutely destroyed mm-hmm. now what's so fascinating about this in the midst of this her question is how do I Lead these young people in a city which is a battle zone. Mm. And what God taught her was actually he wanted to lead them into a renewal in the midst of war. As a nation, she felt that Germany needed to repent. Mm-hmm. And instead of just you know, getting some political program happening, she felt like it wanted to begin with them. And so this this little book, Repentance, is such an incredible book. But I just want to read just one bit from it, where she says. In the, in the months following the destruction of our city, everyone was filled with fear and terror. Now listen to this next line when we mm. talk about, well, we talked about a couple of things ago about heaven yeah. can come and meet you in the most weird earthly places. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's about looking where God is and where he's at work and finding where heaven and earth are meeting. Just think about okay. that as this yeah. next line. Okay. Schlink continues. But we experienced that heaven was close to us especially when we had a retreat with the young people for several days while the battle raged on. The perils of war vanished before the reality of heaven. Okay, stop for a second. Mm-hmm. It's World War II. The allies of Russians, I'm not exactly sure Is attacking a city, are bombed. They're literally, they're getting bombed, right? Yes. They, they are in the midst of a battle. This is a brutal battle, and they have a retreat, a youth young adults retreat <laughs> I mean it's just like this is insane like but that that's insane of in itself like as a former youth pastor I'm like you know how do you how do you organize a retreat in yes. the midst of a war zone how exactly you that's, that's our something
1: when your house is going to get bombed
0: mm. but listen to that line we experienced that heaven was close to us
1: mm.
0: so here is renewal coming in the midst of earthly hell in some sense but what what's what Schlink realized was that renewal comes, the presence comes, God comes and cleans out our systems, our temples are again filled with the presence when we, when we pass through the stage of repentance. Mm-hmm. So I had the privilege of tasting the renewed life and joy that came from contrition and repentance. Heaps of people want to be renewed. Heaps of people want a flourishing life. Heaps of people are realizing that the secular consumerist life script creates a horrible system. Mm. We're seeing that more and more. We're seeing, you know, the the downside of social media. We're seeing increased mental health. We're seeing people harming themselves. We're seeing the meaninglessness of life. So there's a lot of people going, I don't want that system. But the key, you you don't just get to jump from that to another system. Mm. Well, God is desperately desiring is to come home to us. He died on the cross so he could come home to us. Mm. He is the father who runs to the prodigal son, Yeah, sees him coming down the road, doesn't wait and go, oh, you've decided to come back or I'll let you back in. He's not the older brother. Yeah. He runs and hugs and, and wants to be home with us. But the way to do that is we have to put on the altar that which may be an idol. Yeah. We have to move into holiness we need to make our inputs. If we're gonna have an output of flourishing and kingdom fruit, we need to ensure that our inputs, there are people listening and there's stuff that you're doing, you need to change. Like we need to make an inventory of what are the inputs of our lives. Our input of our lives are how you spend your time. How how are we spending our time? There's the classic prayer of examine where you write up a diary of how you spend your hours. And yep. you know, it's frightening. I've done that. It's frightening. Yes. It's frightening how much Netflix we're watching. It's frightening how much we look at our phones. It's frightening how much time we're wasting. You know, in this age of super abundance, Mm. we need to take an inventory of what our inputs are. So, to go completely sort of full circle to Daniel's question way back when, of, you know, is it, you know, what spiritual disciplines versus the presence? Those questions are put in right perspective by going on this path of repentance, removing Mm. idols, putting on the altar, making God Lord of all. When we begin to do that and we get our system right, then we can begin to move towards the present life with God that he invites us into. And John 10.10, this is actually the abundant life Mm. that Jesus promises us. Not a life of Instagram highlights, but actually life that's abundant because it's with him. And we're a flourishing temple with fruit that does not wither and leaves that do not wither. And we're fed in season, out of season, because God is our ultimate input.
1: Okay, yeah, that's, this has been a, a big episode a big for me. It's been a um, And hopefully for others. Taking an inventory of our lives can be a really confronting experience. Mm. And, you know, um, the story I shared at the beginning You know, it's just one example of a confronting experience when you realise that you don't have stuff aligned in the way Mm -hmm. that you should. Um, And I was, as you were talking about, you know, laying things on the altar um, and handing things over to God, I was reminded of Psalm 51 and it says, you do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, broken and a contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. God loves it when we come to him mm. with a broken and repentant heart. Mm. And I guess that's that's my my challenge at the end of this episode. But I guess I would encourage people, if they are going to do an, an inventory of their lives and mm. the inputs that they have, to take this posture, like David says, mm. to to offer on the altar a broken spirit, that yeah. recognition that, hey, I've mm. been doing it my own way. I've put myself on the throne where you should be and come to him in that posture. Yeah, there's something really beautiful about that. But it'll be challenging, but it's worth it. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for the challenge today, Mark.
0: Oh, no worries. It was, it was a big one.
1: Looking forward to next time. Mm.
0: You've been listening to The Living Temple Podcast. For more information and resources, head to thelivingtemple.org.